0: Vippo pushed open the oak doors of the Collegium and stepped inside. A dozen or perhaps two dozen students in robes, shuffling around tables, bookshelves, chandelier. A cozy room, if you didn't remember, that it was suspended outside of the spire itself, about a mile above the ground. The whole Collegium, as far as she could tell, grew like a mushroom off the trunk of a tree. Gent brushed past her. Are you going to just, what, you're just going to stand there? We're, we're letting in a draft. He closed the door behind her. They walked across the room to the provost's office, which Vippo realized now was just a smaller mushroom coming off of the Collegium. Thinking about it made her dizzy, so she shook her head, opened the door to the small hallway that led to the provost's office. Inside, much like the common room, there was a table, there were books along the walls, and there was the provost sitting in a chair, poring over texts, parchments laid out in front of him, a candle guttering in the wind that came in from the windows. He was a man who looked like he didn't often get up from his desk. He looked up at them, his beady eyes narrowed. You're back much faster than I expected. What went wrong? Um, nothing said Ghent, clutching the codex. I we here it is, we got it. Well, well good, said the provost. Good. I'm impressed. Let's have it. Um said Ghent, holding onto the book still. Well, uh well yeah, um, you know, so it was kind of a we, we had kind of a um we uh it got real weird back there, Broken Vipo. For one thing that guy, Wote, showed up, you know, came for the books a few days ago. We got it off him, brought it back to you. Now he wants to kill us, that guy. He was there looking for the same thing. And then we had a uh, an experience, I don't know, a religious experience. Again, I don't understand what just happened. Well, one of the Newmans, um, the Numinal realm, I, I guess I should say, I think, you know, briefly intersected with um, the Phenomenal that's really not funny, Ghent. You just give me the damn book. Ghent clutched it tighter to his chest. Um, I'm, I'm not joking. We, I think, were in the presence of the Newman Mechanus. So you're telling me that the Newman Mechanus, if there is even such a thing, intersected with our phenomenal realm and what, you two lived through the experience? You're not totally insane? I find that very hard to believe. Now, the Codex. Gent reluctantly placed it on the table. Ulrich had to lean forward to grab it. He slid it towards himself and traced a finger along the spine of the book. It was old and leather-bound and clasped with steel. Very good, he said to himself. Very, very good. Yes. Well, <clears throat> given that you just uh, seem to go through some, some difficulty, l- we'll put you on a, on an easier... Acquisition. How does that sound? Easier sounds good, said Vippo. How about you just find a book in our own collection here in the Collegium? Something that was misplaced. Something that Adas is certainly not looking for because Adas does not know that it exists. Uh, said Ghent, it's not in the um in the archives, is it? The provost grinned a walrusy grin. Well, "'I'm afraid it is in the archives, but not too deep.' "'Oh,' said Ghent, getting pale. "'We haven't, uh, <laughs> we haven't lost too many graduate students looking for it, "'so you should have no trouble. "'I believe that your friend, Guinevere, might have some idea where it is. "'Uh, she turned up a few texts in the archive that referenced it rather recently. "'Track down Guinevere. "'Take a little jaunt to the archives.' You'll have the next one, I imagine, in no time. Listen, um, I think it's time that you, you told us, you know, what all this is for, all these uh, all these books. It is not for you to concern yourself with. It is for me and the head librarian to pursue. Vipa looked around the room. I'll be outside. She walked back into the main room, slamming the door behind her. Wait a minute. I didn't tell you what you were looking for. And with a sigh, Gent turned around. What? What is it? What's the name of the book in the archive? It's called, said the provost, The Genealogy of Her Refulgence. Subtitle. An Index of the Secession of Queens of the Spire. Gent opened the door and walked out without saying another word. Welcome to Spire, a world built one story at a time. I am Aaron Goldbeck. Gent caught up with Vippo in the common room of the Collegium. She was staring into one of the fireplaces where there were a few embers still burning. Hey, said Gent, um, are you okay? I mean, things got. Yeah, I mean, back there with all the stuff. Yeah, I feel pretty all right considering that a Newman just came in and tapped us on the shoulder and put a book in our hands. I, I tell you what, I don't mind that the next one is going to be just a matter of looking through these shelves, right? Uh, said Ghent. Well, it, uh, the archive, um, it's not quite that simple. It's it's pretty big. Um, it's pretty big, and it's it's sort of. Uh, all over the place in a way all right said vipo you're not making really any sense right now uh i'll just take your word for it let's focus on finding your friend uh guinevere hey you know is she gonna like set you on fire or turn you into steam or do anything weird like that well said Gen. i don't know i really hope not Gwen lived downspire a bit from the collegium but not far a rather good neighborhood oh about a quarter of a mile above the middle market they walked down the hall there were nice candles burning in alcoves a window on either side cast natural light throughout the hallway which was quite the indulgence most parts of the spire those spaces at the end of the hallways would be taken up by somebody's little room crammed in Space was at quite a premium throughout the city. Third door down on the left, they knocked, and the door opened. Gwen's apartment was sparse and small, but everything in it was beautiful. There were exactly four chairs, exactly one table. There was one small wood-burning stove with a neat pile of wood stacked beside it and a cistern full of clear water. On top of the stove there was a tea kettle Gwen picked it up off of the stove And poured exactly one cup of tea Which she placed in front of herself at the table They all sat Gwen sipped her tea Ghent and Vippo looked at their hands And then looked at her "'Well?' she said "'What do you have for me?' "'Um,' said Ghent "'Uh, well, I have an offer.' "'I'm listening,' said Guinevere "'What's your offer?' Um, can you help us? That's not how offers work. You're supposed to tell me something I want. You don't want to help me? No, no, I really don't want to help you. Why on earth would I want to help you? I should kill you right now. I could turn your brains. She looked down at the cup of tea in her hands. I could turn it into boiling water. Vipa looked over again. Why do we come down here if she's going to threaten to murder us? Also, let me know if I need to, like, stab her with my sword. Remember what happened last time with your little sword? Now, let the grown-ups talk. She turned back to Ghent. Well, said Ghent, we are on a little research um, project for the provost, your good friend, the provost, who you like, and he's sending us into the archives now. Why am I not entirely surprised? Said Gwen. Do you know what he's after this time? Uh, yeah, said Gent. It was the. Uh, it's a genealogy of the queens of the spire. Are you kidding? said Gwen. Really? In the archives? A genealogy of the royal line? You're gonna actually die doing this. You know that, right? Hold on now, said Vippo. Back up a second. I don't understand. What's so dangerous about looking for this book in a library? Oh my, said Gwen. She doesn't know. Okay, well, I'm going to let you handle that, Gent, She sat back and looked at her tea. You know the Marquis is sniffing around? His man was down here the other day. Whoa, said Vippo. That guy, big guy, swords, two swords, that guy. Yes, he was down here talking to me about the two of you the other day. So, something's happening. I'm very curious. And if you two die, well, no skin off my nose. If you two live... I want to understand. How does that sound? Well, said Gwent, that sounds like a fair trade. Okay, said Gwen. In that case, wait here. She went into her room in the back, the door closed behind her. A few minutes later, Guinevere came back through the door, a pile of books in her arm, and placed them on the table. Well, said Gwen, you're going to have to read all of these. I mean... There was reference to what you're looking for, but... She gestured vaguely at the stacks in front of them. It looks like you two have a lot of reading to do. Gent and Vippo made their way back to the Collegium Library, each hauling an enormous pile of books, scrolls, parchments, trying not to drop anything in the corridors and in the elevator on their way. They found a table as far to the back as possible, and grabbed a few candles, scattered around the tables, put them down, and began pouring through the texts. Vippo looked at her pile of text and sighed, "'You know, um, I don't read real fast. I mean, I can read just fine. It just sort of takes me a while. You know, it wasn't a huge priority in my upbringing.'" "'Yeah,' said Ghent. "'Yeah, I figured. Um, so I guess do what you can, and, um, I'll do the rest. No problem.'" Vippo grinned. "'I knew there was a reason I was hanging out with such a big nerd.'" "'All right, said Ghent. What we're looking for is references to the genealogy of the Queens of the Spire.'" "'Has the Spire always been ruled by a queen?' said Vippo. Yeah, said Gent. "Um, pretty much, yes. As far as I know, it's always been a queen. Well, how's that work? Does she have kids and, like, passes it on to her daughters? Um, said Ghent. I've actually never heard or I can't remember any time that the queen actually um, had children, but I guess she must have or, I don't know, maybe she adopts or something. I've never really thought about it, to be fair. Well, that seems like sort of a weird system. Well, we'll figure it out once we find the damn book. And they leafed through pages and pages of treaties, texts, histories, old maps showing the borders around the spire as they ebbed and flowed over the centuries. The spire itself seemed to stretch back to the beginning of time. There were almost no records of its founding, no records of its earliest years. Everything seemed to stop after about a thousand years of history. And yes, through that whole time, there was always a queen, always living in a palace at the top of the spire. Not much mention of who she was or how she became in that role. Around Genton Vipo's table, students hustled and bustled back and forth, faring around their own stacks of parchments and texts. The light began to dim low in the chandelier, and the candles began to gutter, and the small amount of light that was coming through the windows. Turn red from the setting sun and then white from the moon. And Gent and Vippo were still there, working their way through the stack of books that Gwen had given them. Eventually, Gent pushed his stack aside. I wish that Gwen had just been a little bit more helpful. Yeah, well, maybe if she liked you even a little bit, she would have been, said Vippo. Okay, well, that's not a helpful comment. Are you getting anywhere with this? Well, I was reading about a bunch of battles and wars and stuff. It seems like nobody's tried to attack the Spire in a long, long time. Yeah, said Ghent. Well, it's pretty hard to attack, like, a mile-tall thing with unbreakable walls. Well, right, but it has happened. Um, yeah, it's happened a couple of times in the last, like, you know, thousand years, give or take. Not um, Not recently. Well, I was reading about the last time it happened. Big, big army came down from the north, tried to invade, tried to take over the spire. There was a siege. They tried to starve them out. Didn't work for whatever reason. Uh, and they had a treaty that they signed with the queen. And part of the treaty was they wanted proof of her lineage. Oh, said Ghent, That's it. I think you've got it. So they would. That's where the book would come in, right? where it would, it would show um, all of her descendants up to, up to that point. Yeah, said Vippo. I think this must be what Gwen was talking about. They left the library and went up a flight to the refractory and borrowed some old loaves of bread and hunks of cheese that were lying around for the students to grab. They filled a canteen with water. No one was around, so they helped themselves to as many candles as they could find. It was quite late at night. Gent let them up another flight of stairs through a winding, twisting maze of corridors. After a few minutes, they stopped at a set of doors. These doors were made out of the same material as the rest of the spire, that strange ivory, alabaster, almost bone-like white material that was harder than anything. "'Here it is,' said Ghent. He lit a candle. "'You should um, stay close to me. It's kind of easy to get lost in here or separated.'" I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to be fine. You really know how to inspire confidence, said Vippo, pushing the door open and walking inside. They found themselves in a rather small room, quite dark, lined with books, shelves that were made out of spire stuff, stacked with old moldering texts and parchments and papers spilling onto the floor. And there were several doors. Gent looked down at a piece of parchment that he had scrawled some directions onto, yeah, okay, this way. Just follow me this way. As they walked through room after room, no, no two rooms shaped exactly the same, but all of them small and cramped, with books pressing in from every side, ceilings sometimes quite low, sometimes so high they could barely see them. The darkness was oppressive. There was absolutely no light in any of the rooms. Occasionally they would see signs of other people, but only ever abandoned cups crumbs of bread, candles that had burned out and melted into puddles of wax on the floor. They never heard a single sound. It was quiet, so quiet. As they would round a corner or open a door occasionally, Vipa would see something out of the corner of her eye, but when she would turn to look, it was just shadows moving with the flickering of the candlelight. There was no way to tell how far they had gone, if they had gone up or down, left or right, where they were at all in relation to the rest of the Collegium. Hold up a second now, said Vippo. What is going on here? We can't still be in the Collegium. We must be, like, way far away from where we started. Yeah, said Gent, I, you know, who knows where we are, you know, in the spire itself. We're, you know, we're just in the archive. Okay, back up and just explain to me how this thing works. Well, said Gent, um, it's like this. Okay. So there's all kinds of little nooks and crannies in the spire that that aren't being used for anything, right? Well, okay, said Vippo. Sure, I'll I take your word for it. They were able to figure out somehow how to connect all of those little honeycomb parts up and down and all over the place so that you could walk from one part to another. Are, are you telling me... Said Vippo, that when we walk from one room in here to another room, we might be going from floor 100 to floor 50. That's ridiculous, said Vippo. This whole place is insane. Hey, shh, said Gent. Don't you shush me. Another thing, where you get off telling me all this? And uh, no, shh, I really mean it. Shut up. What, said Vippo, what are you talking about? I think I can hear something, said Gent through his teeth, looking around, raising the candle above his head. Are you just trying to scare me because it's not going to work? No, I'm not trying to scare you. I think I heard something coming from the next room. Vippo paused for a moment, and then she could hear it too. Something scraping along the ground, and a sound almost like breathing. What do you think we should do? said Vippo. I think we should run, yelled Ghent, sprinting to the other side of the room they were in, throwing open the door and running through it pell-mell. Vippo charged after Ghent. Through the door he had thrown open. She had to cup her hand in front of her candle to keep it from guttering out as she sprinted past piles of books and shelves through the doors that Ghent was throwing open willy-nilly. There was a noise from behind them, an explosion, as a door banged open in the room they were in just a few minutes ago, and something was after them. They ran through corridors, downstairs, upstairs, weaving left and right around piles of texts, throwing open doors and not bothering to close them. I think it's gaining on us, yelled Vippo, looking over her shoulder. She couldn't see anything behind her except for swirling darkness. I'm open to ideas, said Ghent, as he opened another pair of doors and dove through them. Vippo stopped, put her candle down. Keep going, she said. I got it. She started piling up books in front of the door. She pulled it shut and slid as many texts as she could find in front of it, building a makeshift barricade, and then she threw her weight against it as the doors banged and tried to open, and there was a thumping banging again and again as she pressed back against it with all of her strength, against the huge mound of books she had massed up. It held for a moment. And suddenly the noise was gone just as soon as it had started. Whatever it was on the other side of the door was slinking away. Vippo slumped against the pile of books, breathing heavily. Ghent, I think it's gone. I think it's gone. She heard nothing. Gent Gent was gone, too. She looked through the door that he had run through and noticed that suddenly now it wasn't into another room, it was a flight of stairs. I could have sworn this was a hallway a minute ago, she said. She closed the doors, opened them again, still stares. "Uh Uh-oh, said Vippo to herself, realizing that she was totally alone. Gent was still running, pushing open doors, turning left and right at random. He ran up a flight of stairs and then ran into something, sent him sprawling on the ground. His candle rolled across the floor, threatening to light stacks of papers on fire. He picked it up as quickly as he could and looked around, and found himself staring into the face of a very, very old man. He had a long white beard and dusty gray robes that looked almost like the robes of the scholars of the Collegium. "I," whoa," said Gen. "Oh, wow! Hi. Who are you? Where am I? What's going on?" The man picked himself up, for Gen had run into him at full speed and dusted himself off. "Hmm," he said. "'Let me guess. Undergraduate? No, no. Hmm. Too scrawny. You must be a graduate student.' "'Wait, are you with the Collegium? I don't recognize you.' The man chuckled, dry, raspy laugh. Kent took a moment to look the man up and down. He looked quite old, wizened, very, very white hair, what was left of it on top of his head, long white beard, robes that he barely filled out. He was incredibly thin.' and he had sandals or something strapped to his feet. took a moment for Gent to realize they had been salvaged out of old book covers that he had cut up. I was with the Collegium once upon a time. I'm afraid I've been here in these archives for quite a while. Why? What are you doing in here? How long have you been here? Well, I'm afraid I don't exactly know how long I've been in here. Some years, I should think. "'Tell me, who's provost now?' "'Ulrich?' said Ghent, "'Provost Ulrich?' The man chuckled. "'Never heard of him.' "'Oh,' said Ghent "'Oh, wow. "'You, uh, you have been in here for a while. "'Um, I was, uh, well, I'm, I'm, maybe you can help me. "'I, um, I'm looking for, uh, a book.' "'I should really hope so,' said the lost archivist.' Yeah, well, I I got lost. I I we were chased by something. Me and my um uh, uh, research uh, assistant. We we were we were chased by. There was something following us. Yes, said the archivist. Yes, there are other things here in the archive. I thought they would have warned you. Well said, Gen. I mean, we we've all heard stories, but I didn't really believe that there was actually anything, you know. "'lurking around. "'In certain places,' said the archivist. "'In certain places. "'I have been, uh, doing a bit of research on that,' "'he chuckled again to himself. "'I find that the creature, or whatever it is, the presence, "'seems to only be in the parts of the archive "'that are physically quite low in the spire, "'quite near the very bottom. "'Right now, believe it or not, "'you're on the 47th floor,' I um I see, said Ghent. So we're we're safe here. I should very much like to hope so, said the archivist. Uh why don't you come with me back to my um base camp, such as it is, and we can set about looking for your friend. She should probably be fine, as long as she keeps her wits about her. Vipo had been walking alone now for what felt like hours. Her candle had burned low, dangerously low, so almost just a stub about the size of her thumb. She had packed more candles, but they were in her bag, and her bag had disappeared somewhere during the chase, left behind in one of those rooms that that shadow thing had chased her through. She was surprised that she had been able to barricade the door and hold it off. Maybe it had just gotten bored. Whatever the case, she was straining her ears for any sound, the slightest thing that would hint at it coming after her again. She heard nothing. She couldn't find Ghent either. She had no idea where she was going. The shadows were growing more and more oppressive with every step she took, pressing in against her. For the first time since coming to the spire a few weeks ago, she found herself longing for the open sky and the feeling of dirt underneath her feet. She really had not been homesick at all for her farm and for the tiny village she had left behind, mostly because she was still sleeping at night in a stable outside the spire in Horsetown, which kept her feeling somewhat grounded, connected to growing things in the sky and the wind. People who lived entirely within the spire seemed to hardly ever go outside. They barely got any sunlight, almost no fresh air. It was a strange place, she thought. But still, thrilling, exciting, every day was so different, occasionally terrifying. But the farm, the town that she'd left, held a much deeper terror for her. Monotony, every day the same, every year. Plant, reap, plant, reap. If you were lucky, earn a few copper pieces so you could get through the winter. It was no kind of life for her. She knew that she was destined for bigger and better things, and that's what brought her here. But now, well, she was starting to worry that she was going to be trapped in this endless maze of old books and darkness until all of her candle burned out. The archivist crossed the room, opened a door, and led Ghent for a few minutes through many more rooms, twisting and turning, winding up and down. Finally, they reached a room which seemed just about like every other, except this one had a small bedroll in one corner, a few shelves had been built actually out of piles of books, and there are a few basic amenities scattered around. "'It's not much,' said the archivist, "'but it's home for now.'" "'So what are you doing in here?' I, um uh, not on very good terms with the rest of the Collegium, so it seemed prudent for me to uh disappear for a while. Oh, said Ghent. Yeah, I I know the feeling. They can be pretty nasty when you get on their bad side. Quite right, young man. I think if I showed my face in the Collegium, they'd probably kill me. Oh yeah, I um I, I sympathize. I've I've been in those Straits as well. Actually, that's really why they sent me in here, I think. Nobody would be too sad if I didn't come back out. Well, at least nothing's changed since I've been in here. Why don't you tell me what you're looking for? Maybe I can help you. Um, said Gent. well, um, we're looking for, uh, a text on the, um, genealogy of, uh, her refulgence, the queen. The archivist looked at him. Huh. Well... I think that you found her. I know it. I believe I can lead you there. Vippo continued walking from room to room, keeping one eye on her diminishing candle. It was more of a puddle of wax now than anything else. She turned left and right with no plan in mind, just hoping to find a way out or to run into Ghent. Until... Suddenly, she stepped on something which cracked dryly beneath her feet. She took a step back and looked down. There was a bone protruding from under her boot. She looked to her left slowly. And yes, there was a skeleton wearing old, moth-eaten brown robes, clutching some sort of text slumped against a bookshelf. Vippo crouched down and looked at the thing. It was totally desiccated. There was just papery, mummified skin clinging to ancient, bleached-looking bones. It had no smell about it, and Newman's only knew how long it had been down here. Vippo pulled the book out of its hands. Could this be it? Could this be the book she was looking for? No, it was not. It was a treaty on agricultural techniques. Vippo threw it away in disgust. Goddamn nerds She kicked at the skeleton, sending bones scattering across the floor. I ain't gonna wind up like you. What a loser. My god. I gotta get out of here. This place is getting to me. And you should have had more sense, she said to the ancient skeleton. Another person swallowed up by the spire, gone in, and simply disappeared, never seen again, just like her mother. The only memory that Vippo had of her mother was the day that she left. Her father refused to speak of it, but Vippo remembered her riding away on a vegetable cart, growing smaller and smaller in the distance. Any time that she would ask her father where she went, he would simply grunt and gesture towards the spire, which pierced the horizon. Of course, that was many years ago. Vippo knew it was quite likely that her mother was dead by now. She couldn't quite bring herself to look for her in the teeming crowds of the spire. She wasn't sure that she would recognize the woman if she found her. She certainly wasn't sure if she wanted to. I might die down here myself. They set off, walking through the endless honeycomb rooms of the Archive. So, um, so again, you know, just since you and I are kind of, uh, kindred spirits and all, what did you do that, uh, pissed everybody off, um, back there? Oh, may have misappropriated some funds for some unsanctioned research, and mostly I think the head reader just really didn't like me. That's all it takes sometimes, so Again, Yeah, I, um, I had a kind of, uh, falling out with the provost, um, About six months ago a real dark part of my life um to be honest but uh, we're we're working together again now and he sent you in here huh yeah yeah he did um like he, he like he was doing me a favor is the way that he put it oh my sounds like an unpleasant man oh my god yeah no he's he's a huge asshole um and I, I can't quite figure out what, what the project is, what he's working on. Um, we're, we're pulling books from all over the Spire, not not just the Collegium's own collection. In fact, it's mostly things that the Collegium doesn't have. Like, we had to steal a book from um, the Cult of Mechanus a few days ago, and now we're looking for this um, this genealogy. We, we um, did some favors for uh, some of the quiet folk, even, and, and got all these wax cylinder things that play strange sounds when you run a needle over them it doesn't make any sense to me hmm said the archivist well it sounds like you have a lot of the pieces to the puzzle before you maybe you just haven't seen how they all fit together yet i can tell you there's more of a connection between the queen and the quiet folk than you might imagine at least that's what my research suggests There's not much information even in this vast archive of the founding of the spire, but I can tell you that the quiet folk were there almost from the beginning, and the Queen's been there the whole time. Uh, don't you mean the Queen's? Like, hasn't there been more than one? I'm not so sure of that, said the archivist. "'I hate books,' Vippo said, kicking a stack over. She strode to another door, threw it open, another empty dark room. "'Damn it,' she said. She charged across, another door, threw it open, a set of stairs, up the stairs, another room. She was going faster and faster now, flying through rooms, as if something was chasing her, although she could hear nothing behind her. And then, suddenly, she threw open a door, ran into a room, and there was Ghent and a strange little old man. "'I've been looking for you forever!' "'Really?' said Gent. "'We've only been separated for, like, I don't know, an hour?' "'He looked at her candle. "'Although, huh,' and he looked at his candle. "'It was about four inches longer. "'That's... that's pretty weird.' "'He looked at the old man. "'Uh, what what would you say the odds are of her just barging into the same room that we were in coincidentally like this?' asked Gent. "'The old man shrugged. "'Strange things tend to happen in these archives.' Time doesn't quite flow normally, I suppose. That's great, said Vippo. Whoever the hell this guy is, I'm just ready to get the hell out of this place. What you're looking for should just be through here. They went through a few more rooms. And then finally they were there, a room that looked like almost any other they'd been in. Here it is, said the lost archivist, peering down towards the bottom shelf. He pulled out a slim volume that had, yes, on the spine, embroidered, "'A Genealogy of the Queens of the Spire. "'I hope this ties everything together for you. "'Out you go. "'And, uh, give my regards to Provost Ulrich. "'Hey, wait a second. "'I thought you said you didn't know who he was. "'Um, I lied. "'Who are you?' "'Oh, Ghent, I think you know me quite well,' said the old man. "'The door closed. "'Come on, let's get this book back to the Provost, "'and let's just forget this whole thing ever happened.' Is it just me, said Vippo, or did that guy kind of look like you? Next time on Spire. Fire is performed by Aaron Goldbeck, produced and directed by Mark Holsher, music by Kevin McLeod, and artwork by Elizabeth Early.